Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Lisa Pizik Show, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially and live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizik. Hey there, Lisa Pizik here, business strategist, content expert, and welcome to the next episode of The Lisa Pizik Show. And in this episode, I want to talk about something that plagued me for the first probably three years in business. And that's something I like to call the curse of the creator. Now, how many of you out there consider yourself creative? And I'm not talking, you know, you can draw well or color perfectly in the lines or paint. I mean, you've got ideas, ideas about products you want to create, programs you want to create, speeches that you want to give, just things that you want to teach people or or actual products that you want to create to make the world a better place. And if we go even deeper for us to feel that sense of purpose and to leave that legacy and, you know, there's some things that you want to do in this world. And that's why you have an online business. Or if you're not online yet, that's why you have a business. That's why you are coaching people through your products or your services. That is an amazing thing. And I think nowadays, you know, I look at my five-year-old and I don't think that we're, as a society, fostering their creativity and their learning as much as when I was a kid. It's all about, especially in the school system, structure and metrics. And I'm not saying one is bad or one is better than the other because it all has its place. But I can't believe the homework that he has at five in kindergarten and what is expected of him because evidently there's a big jump from here in Canada. We have, it's called junior kindergarten, which in the States is like preschool and then SK and then grade one. And evidently there's this huge jump from JK and SK or preschool and SK to grade one. And in my mind, I'm like, it's okay. He'll read. He's writing pretty good. He loves to look at a story and create another story around what he's seeing on the page. And last year, his teacher was very much saying that was not okay because he he couldn't read. Like he would tell a story about the story on the book in front of him. This year, his teacher is so cool, totally promotes creativity. And we're just going with it because he'll get it. He'll, he'll get the actual words on the page. But we want to foster his brain and his creativity and not lose that. Now, the opposite, as we get older and we find ourselves in business, we got to rein it in a little bit. Because the curse of the creator is that when you perceive in business that something isn't working, you now want to go and jump to the next thing. Or one person is willing 
they come to you when I say willing, willing to pay you money in the sense that they come to you and they're like, hey, you are really good at this. Can you coach me? And then you go and you create an entire product or program around what that person said you're good at. And you jump from product and program and service to the other without actually thinking, who am I? What do I want to put out? What do I want to coach? What makes me happy? And then how long am I going to go with this to be able to say, yeah, it, it's great. And now maybe I can raise the price of it or the opposite, or it's not working. I need to change it. Because I think as creators, we chase that next shiny object and we don't ever stick with one thing long enough to say, yes, it's working. No, it's not working. I've coached people who do one or two launches and they're like, it was a complete bomb. And then they make up all these reasons in their brain why it was a bomb. And usually they're like, it's price. I priced it too high. And we know from the research in business that price is the last thing that you should adjust. That rarely is it, if your marketing is done right and you're attracting the right people, rarely is it that you priced it too high. It's you didn't show the value. You didn't explain it well enough so people didn't know what it was. Or you didn't do your pre-work, meaning that you didn't give a lot before you asked. You didn't go live on social media or send out educational-based email or write those blogs. You, you just didn't educate enough for people to understand or you didn't educate enough so people trust you and see you as the expert and the authority. And I know early in business, when I was making that shift, so the first year or two in business, after being a nurse educator, I loved health and fitness, and I was a group fitness instructor and personal trainer and all of that. And then I decided to do a bikini competition. It was like a bucket list thing, always wanted to do it, and I learned a lot about macros. And my very first online program that I taught was about how to eat for your body type, understand macros. And it was a hit. People were coming to me month after month after month saying, Lisa, you had this huge transformation. Can you teach me how to do that? And I said, sure. And the money was coming in and I was helping people and I wasn't happy because I did it for a personal goal that didn't necessarily mean, and I was good at it and I had great success, but that didn't necessarily mean that I wanted to now make that my mission to teach people about macros and healthy eating. And it got to the point where I almost got resentful when people wanted to work with me because I was like, oh my God, it took me about three hours to write out those macro plans because I really got to know the individual and what foods they like and their allergies and their sensitivities. And 
I really made it, you know, if it was family friendly, if they were a mom with kids so that mom didn't have to be cooking different meals from the rest of the family. So I put a ton of time into these plans and it got to the point where I was just resentful. And I, I think I priced it too low as well. So when more people wanted plans, I was like, I don't want to write another macro plan. I don't want to do this. I don't want to coach this. <coughs> Forgive me. And the more money I was making, the less happier that I was. So it's really important that creators, you know, number one, you create products and services that you want to coach long-term. Not what other people are telling you you should and shouldn't do. And then this, you know, I was that in between then I decided, you know what, I don't, I don't want to do health and fitness anymore, but I want to teach people about online business because I had this really successful macros, muscles, and mindfulness program. I've proven that I can make an online course really successful and market it really well. And that kind of opened my eyes to online business. It's now completely grown into websites and funnels and videos and sales and thank you videos and email automation, lead generation, and all sorts of things. But I didn't want to let go that fear. I was trying to coach health and fitness and then I was trying to coach business. And what that did is it created a disconnect for my audience because when I was putting out content, I kind of like alternated every other week. I was like, this week I'm going to talk about health and this week I'm going to talk about business and this week I'm going to talk about inflammation and this week I'm going to talk about sales videos. And my audience was like, what? And I started seeing the unsubscribes and the unfollows and I realized that by trying to serve everyone, I was serving no one. And I was giving people information especially the ones that opted in for health. And then I started talking about business. They didn't opt in for that. So another curse of the creator is that we're trying to talk to everyone. We want to serve everyone. We want to help everyone. And I'm not saying that you've got to niche your audience because then you may miss out on other people that don't identify with what you're teaching. I think you should have a global or an overarching kind of through line or message that you teach and then you niche it based on the audience that you're trying to talk to. So if I'm talking sales with a stay-at-home mom with a network marketing business, that kind of targeted messaging and campaign is going to be very different from the male CEO executive that's trying to get his team to understand that their website is garbage and they need a complete rebrand. So the sales to a network marketing stay-at-home mom is very different than the sales messaging to a male CEO in a big business or a big company. So overarching theme is sales, maybe sales video, sales psychology, landing page, copy content, but the campaign is very different. So I want you to get really clear on who you are, what you want to teach, what you're good at, 
or what information you know you've had that result with that you want to teach to others, but then get very specific in your messaging when you're putting out content and that you're not trying to speak to everyone. Because again, creator, you can't help everyone. We know that we can't. When we have a dialed in message, that's when we help more people. And again, you know, people say, well, it didn't work. And they want to change the price. No, if you launch something and doesn't work, you most likely have to change the messaging. You have to change the promise. You have to change the deliverable, the way you say it. You have to change the pain point or the aspirational picture that you're trying to paint. So price is actually the last thing that I adjust. So that's number two. And then the last one, I think you got to give it a solid probably six months of launching something over and over and over again, tweaking the headline, as we said, tweaking the message, tweaking all of that, surveying your people, maybe trying to launch it differently. Maybe you try to launch it on a live video and that doesn't work and then you try to launch it on a webinar or you try to launch it live when you teach a workshop. We give up too soon as creators and because we have so many ideas, and our brain is moving a million miles per hour, it doesn't mean that we should go and act on every single one of those ideas. Because the other issue with acting on 10 different things at once is that's when overwhelm hits. And that's when burnout hits. And that's when we don't actually accomplish anything, I speak from experience, because we've just got too many campaigns and too many things going on at once. And if you're working with a team, like when I started, my team was, well, it was me. I was a solopreneur. And then it became my husband. And then it became VAs and podcast help and Facebook ad help. But my poor husband, I overwhelmed the hell out of him. Because I was like, I'm going to build this funnel and create this course. And we got to run an ad on this. And we got to boost this over here. And I was so mad because things weren't getting done. And it was because I didn't allow proper timelines for things to get done. And then my husband started saying, well, what do you want done first? Do you want this campaign or this campaign? And I'm like, I want them both. That doesn't work. When you don't stay the course on one thing at a time, you stress your team out if you've got a team. If you're a solopreneur, you will stress yourself out. And creatives, that is not a very productive, happy, positive way to create. It will come across in your messaging. It will come across in your mission you will not be reaching your audience the way that you want. And that's why it's the curse of being creative. You're not going to get the result that you want. So I want you to stay the course one thing at a time. Make sure that it's what you want to teach and it's aligned with you. And six months or so, if it's not working, you know, you're testing and tweaking different parts of it. And the price is the last thing. But you stay the course with one thing. You know, I often tell people, it's like mining your gold. 
meaning that you don't need to create new. You just need to keep drilling down with the same thing until you find that gold. So be willing to be in it for the long haul. Brendan Bouchard, one of my mentors, threw out a statistic where he said it takes, you know, one to two years in business just to figure out what we talked about in the beginning, like who you are, what you want to teach, what business you are aligned with, like that internal stuff first year to two. Two to three years is where you're kind of just starting to get it. You've done that testing and that tweaking and you're like, ah, I found the gold, I have the winner. And then five years or so is where you're like, I'm in this. I'm scaling, I'm ramping, I'm adding team, I'm making considerable income, like this puppy's going. Five years. And that's actually very true for me. I, my son, our son is five. And I built my very first health and fitness business on my quote unquote maternity leave because here in Canada, we are blessed to get a year. It's not a year off. It's a year off of work, but hello, when you got a newborn, that ain't a year off. And yes, they cut your income. They considerably slash it. You get like 40% of your income but you do get the most beautiful year to not work and be with your babies or baby. And crazy Lisa, I took that year to build my online business. So every second that our little dude was napping, I wasn't nursing him. I was working on my business. Now I'm not saying I'm not advocating for you to go do that because in hindsight, I think if we're blessed with second baby, uh, I'll take the year to be with my baby and not grow my, I mean, I was there with my baby, but it was just very stressful. There was no rest. It was like, if I wasn't mom, I was businesswoman. And yes, I had a very productive and amazing business, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that I wasn't burned out. My marriage didn't suffer. You know, sometimes that comes with a cost. So where was I going with this? I digress. I'm just thinking about that. <laughs> Yes, that it takes five years to get up and going in business. It really does. And that's when I started five years ago. And now I feel like with what I'm coaching now, websites, funnels, all of this stuff, this is what I was meant to do. And it took me that whole journey to figure it out. So give yourself time, creator. And if you need help, that's what... My 15-minute advice calls are, they're free. They're, you can take all the information, all the takeaways, everything that I give you in those 15 minutes, and you can run with it. You never have to pay me a cent. It's like a clarity call. And sometimes when we're so in it, we can't see that we've built a business or a program or a service or a product because someone else told us that we should. We can't see that we haven't given it enough time and tweaking it and testing it. We can't see that our headline doesn't make sense or the promise doesn't make sense. We're so stuck that it is the price and we can't get past that, that sometimes you need 
another set of eyes and ears and another voice to give you perspective on what your next right step should be. And that's where I come in. So I encourage you to go to lisapizik.com. At the bottom of every page, you can book that 15-minute advice call. And I really urge you to do that because that five years that we talked about, I may be able to shorten that time and navigate a roadblock a lot quicker with you, with my perspective. So I hope to take me up on the offer. I hope to see you on a strategy call, advice call. And if not, I'll see you again next time on the Lisa Pizik Show. You've been listening to the Lisa Pizik Show. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizik.com.